Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Fully Armed and Operational, a podcast by my dear brothers in Southern California, Andrew, Nick, and Jorgen, although he isn't in this episode because he's a putz. Um, I love these brothers so much. I met them when I went to the SoCal Regional last year. That was after we'd started the podcast, our podcast, Zion's Finest, um, and before, well, that was actually kind of like when we were really getting into the IA competitive scene. We'd set up the Slack months previously, but we still, we only had like 20 or 30 members at the time. I mean, we were just a, a little thing, but I went down to Southern California to go to Disneyland, um, see some of my law school friends, and while I was there, I had heard that there was going to be a SoCal Regional, so I messaged on the Slack. I think I knew that Drew lived in Southern California, and we met on Thursday or Friday before the tournament. We skirmished a little bit, had a lot of fun, and then I went down to, or we, so the next morning, we went to Brea, California in order to go to the Regional, and out swaggers out of their, their cars, these three uber bros from southern california and man alive they are just the best guys so um so we 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 met we played jorgen beat the crap out of me in the the final andrew was good enough to host the tournament nick also beat the crap out of me in swiss man just think walloped me um but and then we just have had a ton of fun since we played at worlds i played andrew actually in a destiny regional and they i have just all loved interacting with these guys they are they're awesome they're confident they they love games they love imperial assault they love star wars and it just comes through so much in in them talking about it I have the Top Gun music as the intro because last year at Worlds we did kind of a two a two parter. I don't know how to describe it. Like we had this amazing um, this amazing conversation episode after after Swiss, I think it was, where we were all just kind of like hyped up on the tournament and everything. I'd never been to Worlds before, and it was just awesome. It was so much fun. And Jorgen, I, I think it was Jorgen, um, suggested having the Top Gun music because we were all going to go play volleyball afterwards or something. You never know us Southern California people. They're just like always ready to party. Um, so this episode is the, I think this is probably going to be the last fully armed and operational episode for a little while. They're having us host it. Um, but I think they're going to be stepping back a little bit from Imperial Assault. They're going to talk about that in, um, in the episode, you know, just because the game's not getting the love that it needs from FFG. It's been amazing listening to them and just thinking over what an incredible thing the IA community is in terms of the friendships that we've been able to develop, the community that we really have done such an incredible job of growing and sustaining together. And I don't know. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's not a whole lot more you can say about that. It's one of those things that grows and all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh my heck, this is amazing. I cannot believe that I'm a part of something that I never thought would turn into the thing that this has turned into. And the fully armed and operational guys did so much to to make that happen. And so they, they deserve our love and respect as they um, give us this send off. So thank you guys again for listening to the fully armed and operational podcast. Thank you fully armed and operational podcast for letting us host this. I love you brothers. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fully Armed and Operational, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars gaming. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nick. Hello. And Madison. Meow. Hello. 
Uh, Jorgen couldn't join us because he's a terrible person, and he decided that he wanted to have a life outside of Star Wars, which is utterly ridiculous. Blasphemous. But in today's episode, we're going to go ahead and recap a regional that we went to. It, what was the store called again? The Realm? The Realm? Comics? This podcast is actually going to be hosted by our best friend, Kenny K.O. But yes, today's episode is going to be focused on the regional recap that we all went to. Um, It had 12 players. It was a pretty good turnout for Star Wars events, considering we hadn't been to one in five months. Yeah, especially for Imperial Assault. I assume... You know, since it's on its way out, quote unquote, that, you know, (laughs) we would have a less than stellar showing. But 12 is very respectable, so pretty awesome. Yeah, and we heard there that the Utah regional, the one that Kenny went to, had like 20 or 23. You have to think in the epicenter of... Of, of Imperial Assault, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would be able to draw the most, the largest crowd. So with 12 players, we ended up with four rounds with a cut to top four. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, Jorgen uh, decided to go two and two on the day, so we kicked him off the podcast. Yeah, I because mean, it, it's winter, go home, and man, we send him home. Real talk. So we're going to be going through our list first. Did you want to go through your list first, Nick? I think we should go through uh, the list of the man who didn't make it. Oh, Jorgen. Get that out of the way. The myth, the legend. So Jorgen ran his standard Vader terror list, which consists of uh, Vader uh, with, obviously, uh, Driven by Hatred, Tarot, two Elite Jets, two Officers, Rule by Fear, and what's the last card that I'm missing? Zillow Technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, you got to run Zillow. Oh, of course. I mean, it's mandatory. you got 39 points to work with when you're in Imperials. Yeah, of course. And I don't remember the bulk of his his command deck, but if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, it's on there. It hasn't changed. changed. It's very uh, vehicle heavy. I mean, you obviously do the standard Grenadier, Overrun, Survival Instinct. Yes. Oh, he does that for, yeah, Tarot, and then Fuel Upgrade. Fuel Upgrade. Uh, And and then you fill it out from there. I think, you know, the standard defensive and offensive ones that you you go for. I think it's one tech card is he likes to run Force Surge. That Mm. one with Vader where you, like, move up to two spaces, or, or maybe it's one space. You do two damage and one strain. Yeah, yeah. I think he likes to get that extra sneaky damage in because most yeah. people assume it's not in the deck yeah. when you're running that kind of stuff. But yeah, so that was him. Uh, what did you decide to bring today? Um, I had never used Vader in a tournament, so I decided that this was going to be my time to use Vader in a tournament. Going out with the big boy. Got to go out with the big boy. And I, I've, as much as I stopped playing it, I fell in love with the double-double with cheese. And so I need to have an ATTP on the board. Uh, so I just muggled some lists, uh, whether it was with Jets or Riots, and I settled upon Unshakable Vader. Ooh. So I went Unshakable Vader, an ATDP, Elite Riots, Regular Jets, uh, Unofficer, Rule by Fear, Zillow, uh, just to round it out so that, you know, you get your six activations, but you still get Vader and the Brawler and the Wombo Combo, and then you just throw an ATDP on the board, which I will say did its job. That is uh, spicy. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> How many times would you say you put it on the board and the guy just kind of like looked at you like, okay? Well, I, I think it was one of the only ATDPs on the board, so it, like it literally towers above everybody, <laughs> and at least you get the ooh, <laughs> oh, if not the oh, and sometimes the hmm. <laughs> this guy's getting scooped. Yeah, the ATDP was painted very nicely too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that, that one I like better than when I painted the uh, ATSD. I painted them at the same time, but I think the ATDP came out better. Uh, do you want to run through ooh, your command yeah. cards? Uh, command cards. I went for the um, parting blow wombo combo. Um, I snuck in two parting blows. Snuck um, in? <laughs> snuck them in. You know, some people think you only might want to bring one, but I went for two just to, because <laughs> my assumption was Vader's going to do work. Like, that's how this list mm-hmm. is going to work. Like, the ATDP was there to scare people. I thought it was going to do more work than it did, but it did very little work other than looking menacing. Sure. But I was like, Vader's got to do the most work because I only have riots to support him. So two parting blows. <coughs> I threw a pummel in there, which I did get off. 
Second Chance, which, oh, one of the MVPs of my list. Nice. Uh, you got to go with Take Initiative. I brought Set for Stun because it's an overpowered card, even though I never got a chance to really use it the way that I envisioned. Which is ridiculous. I'm I know. Sh- I'm sure other people have gone over this, but that is bananas the way that, that ruling was... Yeah, very interesting that I brought it for that reason and I didn't really get to use it. (laughs) Just because of the matches. The standard Wombo Combo stuff where you have face-to-face, looking for a fight, uh, Dark Energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I really liked was also Price of Glory. Ooh. um, Because it actually allowed for multiple Wombo Combos, which I didn't pull off, but there is potential for that. uh, In the sense that you can remove the stun and move two spaces and then if you have like Dark Energy and stuff, you can throw it in there. Gosh. Uh, Standard Brace for Impact, Planning, Negation, Element of Surprise, and then my favorite of the day was Dying Lunge. And so uh, those were the ones that I brought. Tried to maximize the amount of times Vader could get hits, maximize the opportunity for the Wombo Combo, and it worked out pretty well for the most part. Those dice and those surges, I mean, the more times you get them off, the more chance you have to win, right? Exactly. So I brought the Spectre team, along with a couple of individuals at this tournament. (laughs) Just a few. Yeah. So with the Spectre team, you have 39 points, and you typically have an extra point left over, um, which you want to keep as a unique card so that you can use Heroic Effort. The card I chose to use was Motivation, which you end up putting on Zeb and allows you to heal one of your characters and move them a space, which is really critical since you only have really a few functional attackers. Yeah. But um, with that, I decided of a command deck consisting of On the Lamb, Heart of Freedom, Two Pummels, One Negation, Tools for the Job, Dying Lunge, uh, Veteran Instincts, Tough Luck, Force Push, Take Initiative, Force Rush, Fleet Footed, Positioning Advantage, and Urgency. It was all things that let me move up, get in their face, do damage, or heal damage. Mm -hmm. If it didn't consist of that, it didn't really make the cut. Yeah. But it was all about getting and forcing, forcing the action as much as possible kind of in a place of my choosing. So I just want to take all my attackers and put them in one spot and just run through the list. Oh, okay. Uh, very typical Vader, uh, Vader Terra when we first kind of created that one. So this brings us to our round one, which uh, was on Moss Isley B. And uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Good old Moss Isley. I'm so glad I had a Vader list for this one. Uh, yeah, I, I do. This is probably my favorite map that's current in the current rotation. Mm, yeah. So I was playing against a friend of ours, JD, who we actually ended up going to lunch with. Uh, he brought the exact same list as I did. I didn't get his command deck. I'm, I'm sure there's probably some wiggle room in there, but we were essentially playing a mirror list. So Moss Isley B is the one where you pick up the stashes and bring them back for the points. Mm-hmm. Where, where it's the one time where the bring them back point system makes sense. Yeah, where right. they're worth more than what it is on the other side where From you the sit, sit and there. Hold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So round one, JD actually committed to bringing the stashes back. Oh, okay. Um, so he was really uh, going. He wanted to abuse, I think, Ezra's extra movement at the beginning of the round. Sure. And force the action by gaining a lead on me. Mm. The second I saw the setup, I realized what was happening because he had Ezra so far out, but in a place where I couldn't necessarily take advantage of it. So I decided that I was just going to go all in on whoever <laughs> he left on an island. And who he left on an island was Zeb. Poor Zeb. So uh, if you're thinking of your starting location on Moss Isley. Were you indoor or outdoor? I was out. No, I was indoor. You're inside. So he's outdoor. So you have, when you're coming out of your deployment zone, you, you go up or you go to the, the side, essentially. So he took Ezra up in a, and then towards the center mm. and brought Zeb and I think uh, the droid to the side. So I decided that Zeb was going to be who I decide to kill this round. And I actually got there. So In round one? In round one. Yes. <laughs> I took everything I had and took long range shots with Sabine, 
um, use my Spectre Cell uh, extra attack along with a Zeb Rush 8 and hit him once. Um, and I was able to take down Zeb round one. So that was great. So now I am up nine points. Right at the gate, and he's down in Out the gate, yeah. Oof. So round two, uh, I end up killing Sabine. He kills Ezra, which is a big blow because I really want Ezra to, to do some work for mm-hmm. me. He then takes a celebration and kills my Sabine. So he has a total of, it looks like, 14 points plus an, the extra four for celebration. So he's at 18 going into round three. Uh, but also in round two, after I killed Sabine, I was also take out Chopper and Hera. Ooh. So yeah. I'm going into round three with 23 points. Round three, he uh, just has his Ezra churn in. So he's up to 22, but Ezra's out, the fight, out of the fight, essentially. Um, and I'm able to then uh, kill his Ezra because uh, I was like looping around and I was able to kind of attack him in his deployment zone. And then in round four, uh, I ended up killing Kanan and it was uh, 38 to 22 and we called the match. Oh, nice. Mainly because he didn't have anyone else on the board. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was dead. But yeah, so 38 to 22. It was a close match in the, from the point perspective. I do feel like it, w- unless a dodge happened... Uh, somewhere along the line, he was really in rough shape the second he brought Ezra back to his deployment zone, mm-hmm. and he was down the nine points, because now I'm up an attack, I'm up an activation. There's just a lot that can really happen. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was my round one. Nice. How'd yours go? Pretty well. Uh, I played Jay, who I think gets the uh, Best Buddy Award. Okay. He was basically dragged to this tournament to fill out the numbers, and was <laughs> kind enough to do it. Uh, and then he brought a fun... A fun Vader list. It was Vader, Palpatine, Thrawn, a Death Trooper, and two officers. Whew. A Death Trooper? A Death Trooper. Just the one. Just the one. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> They're killers. Death Troopers? <laughs> it has the name Death in it. Yeah. What do they do? They do Death. They do Death. Uh, but, I mean, I, I like I like the idea of Death Troopers because they yeah. hand out that token. You want them with Vader. I've just never made them in a list that I felt, like, works. Red Yellow is just so ficky. Like, yeah. I, much, I would much prefer Red Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but red, yellow, it's like we all want to live the pipe dream of four damage, two surges. Yes. But how often does it happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, the original iteration of my list that I took had a death trooper, but then for this, not specifically for this map, but for the take and pick back or pick up and take back missions, yeah. I figured that two jet troopers would be far more yes. useful than a death trooper. Uh, and I think sometimes you just need bodies on the board. Yeah. And so it, this worked out for me in the sense that I did have those objective getters, and that's specifically why I brought the Jet Troopers. Yeah. And so when we started out, he took his Death Trooper and Thrawn. He was on the inside. Mm-hmm. So he he's took his up and around. Into the, and, and I brought the ATDP right into the middle. I just went underneath and brought ATDP in the middle, Vader in the middle, the rides behind him. And I'm just like, I know what to do with Vader. You throw it at him. And yeah. I just threw the ATDP down the middle because that's what he does. Yeah. And so uh, he kind of swung Vader and Palpatine around to try and get those extra attacks. Sure. And so obviously my focus was going to be go for Palp, go for uh, Vader, and then see what you can do with the other stuff. And like there were some times where I got some shots off with the ATDP on like Thrawn, but only one shot because I had to move to get it. And then the ATDP did some other shots, but it was mainly he was just in the middle and caused people to avoid him. Being oppressive. Yes. Yeah. He was just like, this is my space. You guys do other things. <laughs> Go um, walk around. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I did was show up with Vader and chop Palpatine in half. Of course. Because I'm like, I don't want that extra attack. Yeah. Or those uh, things. As per the movies. Vader, yeah. Vader's better than Palpatine. 
Uh, and then similarly, I got rid of the Death Trooper with my ATDP with one of his shots, and he actually had the spy uh, card on him, the Ooh. cross training, which was pretty neat. He didn't get a chance to pull off the sure. um, Intel leak, but that makes sense. Just for an extra point, multiple people's command decks. Interesting. And then after that, I got uh, I started just sending everybody else to get objectives. So sure. with the low activation and unit count of his list, I was I felt comfortable just throwing mainly Vader and the ATDP at his list. Okay. And then if I needed to bring in the rights, I could. But it turned out where they were on boxes and Vader was doing Vader stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. So I just had them pick up, had the Jets pick up, and then I skirted back. The whole, over the course of the game, I just sent them back to the you know to turn in the points. Sure. Uh, he eventually got my Vader off the board. Uh, our Vaders started swiping at each other. And he, my, my Vader was like, his, his dice, he was maybe a little lethargic that day. He wasn't <laughs> throwing out the he's, damage. He's still warming up. Yeah, he was he's, losing he's, the He's Vader, an old Vader man. Fights. He's got to get those joints working. Yep. So he got my Vader off the board, and but by that time it was like thirteen thirteen. But then I started turning in four points one round for an objective, eight uh, points the next round for Ooh. objectives, and then I took his two officers off the board, and it was twenty nine to thirteen. And he didn't have Palpatine, and it was, so it was basically just his Vader, and I still had my ATDP and my riots and my jets, oh, and so you know it's the fact that. With a low unit activation count, yeah. if you take certain things off, it's just kind of all downhill from there. I and mean, that's kind of always prevented us from the the, the dreaded Imperial 5 count. Like, we've always mm-hmm. wanted to make it work with Palp and Vader. Yeah. But the problem is, is just once you get down to four, yep. there's almost just no way the person... A competent opponent will just activation economy you off the board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he decided when I had an ATDP, two riots, and he just had Vader, who had some damage on him. He yeah. conceded at twenty eight, uh, twenty nine to thirteen. Really fun though, because we each wombo comboed each other. Ooh, yeah! Like I showed him the wombo combo, and he's like, "Oh yeah, wombo combo!" And so he did it back to me, and that's what got my bit off the board. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, hoisted by my own batard." <laughs> I think he told me about this match. Like he literally had never seen the combo before. Yeah, and then you showed him, and he happened to have it in his hand. Yes, I was like, "What?" Like he happened to Yu Gi Oh Exodia you, not knowing that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did enjoy the fact that he's like, "Yes, wombo combos are a thing," and I'm like, "Good." Go use them on other people. <laughs> so yeah, round one, one zero. Nice. Uh, I think Jorgen was one zero at this point. I yes. think we all won the first round because I know what happened next round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a terrorist. All right, so round two. Uh, we're on Moss Eisley A, so we, which was great. We just got to use the same math that was already down. Yes, the sit and hold. The sit and hold. I was up against Q. He was one of the other Spectre uh, players. So great, yay, mirror mm-hmm. match again. So round one, not a lot of action. Uh, we're both running Spectre team. Um, I ended up uh, getting, uh, it looks like, one, I got his chopper off the board. I was able to get two points for the, um, the sit and hold. He got four points for the sit and hold. Round two, uh, he didn't get any points. Uh, round two, I was able to get sit and hold. And it looks like I was able to get his Ezra off the board. Round three, he got my Zeb. Round th- uh, round three, I was also able to get his Kanan and his uh, Zeb off the board. Mm. So at this point, it was kind of a quick match. I ended up getting a concession out of him uh, just Ooh. because a lot of his main attackers were off the board. Yeah. And he didn't really have the, the figure count to, to really fight back. I don't remember this match very well. Q uh, seemed like he had a lot of reps in with the Spectre team. That's good. Um, and he looked like he was really competent with it. Um, I do think that he just, he unfortunately just kind of got, once 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 the role kind of starts mm-hmm. with Spectre team, 
it kind of keeps going because you get the extra attack and you just get momentum. So I think once I got that on him, it was really tough for him to come back. Sure. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it afterwards. Um, I will say, though, at this point, I am down seven dodges. Sweet Christmas. So round two, or I'm sorry, uh, match two. I think he rolled three dodges and JD rolled four. Jeez. I have yet to roll one. We're going to keep this count going, though, for the, the rest of the I, I the also match. will feel the sting of dodges. <laughs> so I'm down seven nothing. Ouch. Spoiler alert. It doesn't even out for me. <laughs> <laughs> but got the win. So we're 2-0. How'd yours go? I got to play a Jorgen. Ooh. Yes. So I was actually, you know, we both hadn't played in a while, but I was playing a list I hadn't really played. You know, you're familiar with it because you get it, but he's yeah. been playing a list that he's been playing forever. So I'm like, okay, I'm you know, a little nervous now because this guy knows what he's doing with his list, even though we haven't played in a while. Uh, I had the inside. He had the outside. So basically, you know, I did what I always do is I sent the ATTP. I kind of held it back a little bit because, like, what makes me nervous about that list is he could send in either... Tarot to go up and flame out the gate, or he can wait and send Invader. Sure. So I kind of held the ATDP back, and when I sent it up, I actually moved it up a space, because he came out the bottom with his jets. Mm-hmm. from the And so I moved it up a space when I sent it in the middle, and like did a move, shoot, and move back, oh. so that he couldn't come right up and hit my sure. ATDP with Vader. So yep. I, I you know traded one extra shot for not being able to shoot my ATDP right away. Yep. But what I wanted to do, with obviously with Vader, you have to send him in. So when I did my Vader, I threw him in the middle to just right on top of all those boxes. I'm like, boom, there he is. Come at me, bro. Uh, otherwise, give me eight points. Exactly. Yeah. And so he brought his Vader up to do stuff. And actually, I mean, I learned you don't really want to do this at the end of round, but I had it in my hand. He tried to get his Vader past my Vader, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to and blow you. Woo! So I got, I got an early hit off on Vader. Nice. And he sent Taro up the middle. Sure. Up top, because I sent my riots and jets over the top. I'm like, I'm going to go send them to hold stuff. My uh, ATDP is going to go in the middle with Vader. And I think I sent a riot or a jet down the bottom side just to go get that objective. Sure, sure, sure. So at the end of the round, I did some stuff on Vader. He had Taro up towards the top, and Vader was next to my Vader. And so mm-hmm. we kind of just were hanging out there. He got four objective, uh, four objective points. Uh, I got four points from a jet because ATDP I learned I remembered relearned that an ATDP can one shot a jet <laughs> I relearned yes it was nice because I didn't expect it I'm like oh jets they're stupid pitch you convert yeah, like, yeah. I was like oh good roll and he's like oh poor roll I'm like there you go buddy <laughs> there you go. did he roll the surge block I forget it might have been either just one block or the surge block yeah, and then yeah. with the plus damage and the re-roll on the ATDP it's I, I was lucky enough to get I think max damage which You're, I think was nine yeah Usually, usually with the jet, it's like the worst thing to see is the surge block on the black die. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like I could get there with their pitching. I can do that on my own. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I got That's a lot. <laughs> so the end of round one, I, he only had four points from objectives. I had six because I had an objective. Sure. Um, but then he decided to just go for it with Tarot because he had it. So he played Call the Vanguard, which he used with Tarot to move him up and like shoot one of my riots uh, and get some damage off. I'm like, oh, okay, he survived. It's fine. He had initiative going into round two throws that grenade. So I always forget about Grenadier. And I had two jets and a riot all hanging out. Oh, goodness. What does he roll? A three. A three. Standard. Yeah, gets gets them all. Yeah, of course. So he kills the jet and the riot, uh, gets another objective uh, going off that round. And so, but with me, um, I had six points going in, and then my Vader, because he decided to go with the Tarot first to do the the sweet, sweet grenade. Yeah, damage. Because it makes sense, right? Yeah. So my Vader was like, oh, oh. Brah! I attack it. Well, at the end of round, I couldn't move, but I force choked him. Sure. 
But then, yeah, going into the next round, I started with Vader. Had my other Wombo combo. So I go in there, smack him. Wombo combo, smack him again. 13 points. You know, I'm I'm up, you know, 19 to uh, 15 now. I take off an officer. I take off another jet. I get six points from objectives. I mean, at this point, you know, it's tarot versus my Vader and ATDP. And it's just like... And I've taken jets. I'm one-shotting jets with my ATDP. So it's just like... At that point, thirty. The big 15. lizard can only do so much. <laughs> with Vader coming, he, I'm gonna come get you. Yeah. So yeah, he conceded because you know at that point you you play the game long enough, you know where the wind is blowing and, and yep. <laughs> two and zero. Oh. Well said. Uh, all right. So this brings us to round three. Uh, this wouldn't be an FAO podcast if Andrew didn't have a super salty moment with a super swingy issue that he's probably blowing out of proportion. It's so salty. It's so salty. Um, I w- we, round three was on Tarkin B. Uh, I had the fortune of playing the other Spectre team player. How many oh wait, was that? that's three Spectre teams Ooh. in a row. So of the four Spectre teams that were in this tournament, I got to play all <laughs> the other three back to back to back. And of course, we saved the final boss for last. Oh, I course. played Grant, oh, who yeah. um, was probably one of the better players at the tournament. Yes, um, and has the most reps in with this list. I, I play. The man knows how to play Spectre. Yeah. I have played a collective three games with Spectre team, counting the two before this match. <laughs> so he has a bit a bit more experience on me. So I don't remember a lot of this match because I rage blacked out there for a minute, and I'm pretty sure I walked away from the table at one point. So sorry, Grant, for being such a salty player. Um, but I am what I am, so just love me for who I am. Round one, not a lot of action. Round two is where all the bad stuff happened. Well, first, uh, where did you guys put your weapons? Because I think we're on uh, the, the Tarkin B where Tarkin you put B. your weapons. Uh, did you do that strategically or did you just throw them on the board? I think we just, we decided to really just push the envelope. So up top, going top to bottom, we went red, red, yellow, yellow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Red, red, green, green, yellow, yellow, blue, blue. We pretty much said that if you're coming at me, you're coming at me with like the best die. Ooh. So, and we both just opened our doors. Nice. And just came at each other. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Going into round two, Grant had one of the swingiest moments in Imperial Assault that I've ever seen in my life. It was bananas. I think I told you about this. Yes, yes, it was glorious. So when I added up the damage, this resulted in a 22-point damage swing. That's bananas. To set the scene for you, to set the stage, Grant is in a particular situation where he knows I'm going to get an attack and a specter call off at the end of round two. He has the choice of letting me do it to either Zeb or Bazine. Like, he can't get around this. It's one or the two. He decides he's going to take it on Sabine. Turns out to be the right call. Mm. <laughs> so Sabine already has a little bit of damage on her. I think she has, like, about four damage on her. So this attack and reattack is supposed to kill her. Uh, no, I'm sorry. She has no damage on her. But okay. I have the Zeb attack and an extra Ezra attack with the, the Kanan dice fix oh sure so i'm expecting to do this i i think i got this right so zeb does his job he does five damage to her so now i just need to do the rest he dodges i have initiative go or i'm about to get initiative so that's the reason i played this Mm -hmm. what does he have take initiative tell me what card he has did he take it he took it it. he proceeds to take sabine throw a grenade do six damage with that grenade Attack, kill a character. Spectre team, you kill another character. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should mention the the grenade killed Chopper. No, Chopper. <laughs> so in this swift motion, he's taken out 
three characters. That's insane. Before they got to attack. It was, I decided that I was like, okay, that happened. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kill Zeb and I'm going to concede. <laughs> like, I was just, I was uh, too salty. I call it a day. I could not take it. It was, it was one of the swiggiest moments that, again, I'd ever been a part of. So the Spectre team allows you to get the other attack as well. And the, uh, Sabine has a unique ability where she's mobile. <laughs> yeah. He was able to use the red square to get her out of the way. Oh. So all that damage I put into her was wasted. And then she heals if she does her little correct. extra action thing. You would be correct, good oh, sir. Jeez. It was bonkers. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. Those, those were my words. We'll say that those were my words. Mm-hmm. So I amazing. sound like a better person. Yeah, yeah. So that was my round two. Mm. Uh, or I'm sorry, round three. How did yours go? Uh, I got to play a standard IG Weekway Hunters list. Oh, was this Andrew? Andrew G. Andrew G. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I I love Hunters, so the they've they've held a place in your heart for the longest time. They have, and so I got you know playing against them is fun. I mean, it's good for me getting back into the game for so long because I know Hunters. Sure. And so I know what to expect. Yeah. And the one of the reasons why I enjoy playing Imperials is because they don't require much thought. Correct. <laughs> At least the one list I've been playing. Whether it's the double-double with Cheese or Vader and company, you just go at them. Walk up, use your health. Walk up, roll dice, call it a day. Yeah. Um, so for me, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I don't want to give him any more advantage in terms of doing damage to these guys because I'm going to throw him in his face. So I put all the hardcore stuff up top, all the red. For me, it was red, green, oh, the, the farthest away from the deployment sure. zones. Red, green, yellow blue or blue yellow because i'm like you know what if i send my guys up there my you know pick up and go guys they'll get an extra dice Mm -hmm. so he set up on uh, the outdoor side i set up on the inside uh first thing i do is open the door because that's what you do that's what you do and i just sent vader up the middle and well eventually like i see you know i sent my guys around i sent the riots to do because i'm trying to well sorry i should i should back up a little bit it got me about three activations in before i realized i should be passing (laughs) <laughs> so he does he does have a million activations. He has yes. like eight. Yes, it's like an eight activation list, and this is just something you do you forget over time without rep. But yeah, so I sent the HDP kind of through the bottom up towards the middle. I sent Vader kind of up towards the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh because I was basically like I opened the door, I'm like, okay, if you want to open the door, that's the door I'm coming through. That's the door I'm coming through. He decided to be a little more passive, which makes sense. Like yes. the whole point of the hunter list is to sit back, gear Focus up. Focus everyone up, yep. And then explode. Yep. And so round one was basically just me going to collect all the points because it was luckily the sit and hold, which is advantage birds. <laughs> advantage Vader. <laughs> and that's the part of the list and why I preferred switching to these lists is because you would run into this problem with sit and hold lists is they would just come out, occupy the space, and wait for you to do something. And so essentially round one, he geared up. I occupied the spaces, got my points. Yep. And so I got six points off objectives. And then he only got – he got a jet off the board uh, eventually. I think it might have been in round two because I brought a jet up to try and get one of the points. And sure. then he just turned a corner and shot it. And I was like, I shouldn't have done that. St- standard hunter list. Standard stuff. But then I think round two, we just stared at each other through the door. <laughs> and it was basically like, are you going to open the door? No. Are you going to open the door? I think you should open the door. You should probably open the door. <laughs> so I basically had Vader and the ATDP waiting St- for him to open the door. Just sitting at just the door. Just waiting. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Housekeeping. <laughs> Vader's midnight service. Because <laughs> I, I had Vader on the door yeah. and the ATDP right behind him. So my you know, my assumption was uh, he would open the door and then my ATDP would be like, double tap. Because he had in that corner right behind the door was IG. 
focused weak just, ways. R2 was on the door because he was getting scomped. The turkey, every time. the ham, all the fixings. Everything was right like, there. So they were ready to eat. <laughs> yeah, we were just staring each other down. Who's gonna open, who's gonna break down and open that door first? Yep. Luckily for me, the advantage, which I've learned the hard way playing the hunters list on the sit and hold missions, is if they have people that can go get objectives, it forces your hand to act. Sure. And so he did eventually have to act and he tried to swing around the top. Yeah. And kind of come out and poke at Vader. So he kind of poked out at Vader. And, you know, shot him with IG, but that kind of left IG open. And so he brought, like, Greedo into that area and mm-hmm. tried to do some extra damage on my ATDP with Greedo. And he did some okay damage, not enough to make him lose his plus one damage. Yeah. Um, but so he, he swung around the top. And so what that means is I just sent Vader in. I was like, you know what? All right, time to send Vader in. I took out Greedo. He took another pot shot. I was like, I just need to get him off the board. Yep. So it's, you know, 10 points for me. He's got two points for the Jet. And that's about the end of my ATTB's usefulness. He just sat in the middle because <laughs> he, he had it in position in a way where I had to go get him. So Vader came out. He actually did a lot of damage on Vader. And that's what Hunters lists do yeah. is that they do damage on Vader. But the key to the game for me was he came in and I had second chance in my hand. And he bombed on Vader. Starting round three, second chance on Vader. Ooh. Which, they, like, you know, Hunters list is all about momentum. He's yeah. like, yeah, boom, boom, going to go. And it's like, oh, crap. Yep. If I kill Vader, he's not going to die. Yes. And then it means Vader gets to activate. Guys to activate. So he did his best to get Vader, but I also had Dying Lunge on my hand. Oh. Uh, so he black marketed on the lamb and then scomped it in his hand. So I knew he had it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he did a good job with IG because he brought him around, did some damage on Vader. I put the Dying Lunge, I mean, I put the second chance on him. And then he brought, like, he shot again with IG and then brought him back around the sure. corner to get away. But I knew he had on the lamb on his hand. So when he, like, Vader did some work uh, killing stuff, we got objectives. But then when Vader died, I got to dying lunge and attack a weak way, Ooh. which burned his on the lamp. Nice. So that set me up for all the other stuff where I got to kill IG. And that was the real crux was like, can I get IG off the board before he can get away and save him? Yep. And so IG had barely any points. And by that time, I opened up the door with the uh, ATDP because I just moved it up to the middle door. Why not? I opened up. I'm like, bam. And then for me, I was like, I'm okay sacrificing Vader as long as I get IG because essentially yes. you're trading points. Correct. And I've been sitting on so many objectives that game where I had, you had the lead. I had the objective lead. Yeah. And so I got six objective points after IG died and I was up 37 to 20. And essentially with an ATDP and he had just an unfo- you know, unfocused weak ways. I still had my riot troopers. And so, you know, either he was going to have to come to me and then my double tap was going to get him or my riots could get him or he was going to sit back and try and refocus and I would just get enough objectives yep. to win the game. So we tried to figure out when, like what he could have done. And like as a hunter, I was trying to think what the best strategy was. And like, like when do you open the door? My only thought is like you open the door before I do to take shots as I come at you. But that list on that map, the closer the map is with those lists, the yeah. harder it is for hunters to win. With that kind of a list. And so I just think it was one of those analysis paralysis things where it's like it's tough to figure out what to do and you don't know if it's going to work until you try it. Yeah, I would say the one thing he maybe could have done, and I got to see the this the tail end of the match, mm. you don't commit to the basically the, the door that is right on your deployment zone. You go to the top ah. and use range to your advantage. Yeah. And just like you kind of fall away and take shots like as you're going to the back of the map. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that worked out. Um, I love playing the Hunters, though. It's fun because yeah, it's just so exciting to see Hunters still being played. Yep. Especially with IG. And so, yay. Yeah. Good game. It was fun. So, I, I got I some more Andrew G stories coming up. Yes. <laughs> um, but round four, we're going to a uh, use group. Actually, we should mention, I think at this point, Jorgen is one and two. 
Mm-hmm. I think at this point he is eliminated from the top cut. Any thoughts I, on that, Jorgen? Mm. Oh, sad day. It's tough. So we did the math, I think, ahead of time, and we realized that you had to be three and one to have a chance at um, the cut. Oh, sure. I, and I think it was there was going to be one three and one who maybe got left out, the way the math worked out. Um, yeah. Any which way. So going into round four, uh, I'm two and one, Jorgen is one and two, and you're three and oh. So we are on U-Screw. Uh, map side is A. I am paired up against Tristan, and Tristan is running Han Rangers. Ooh. All right. Well, advantage, Tristan. So the the Han Rangers map on this is not looking good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not excited to play him. I did draw into the one thing I needed, which is Rebel Graffiti. Oh, and yes. I forgot to put that on my, uh, when we were going through our command deck uh, earlier in the podcast, I forgot to, to add the fact that I had Rebel Graffiti in my deck. Yes, I learned about that thing that day. Yeah. I think during lunch that yes. that was a thing. And I'm like, oh, well, hopefully that doesn't happen. So spaced on it, my bad. But anyway, right, I drew Rebel Graffiti. And what this allowed me to do was literally not move the Spectre team out. So he got the top side, I guess, I think is the, what you... The good defensive side, right? The good defensive side, and I got the bad side. Yeah. But I decided that I was going to make that the defensive side. And I just played Rebel Graffiti and hid in a corner. Oh, and geez. then he realized what was happening. Because I positioned myself to where I could go out and kill anything that came out. Mm-hmm. And he knew that that's what was going to happen. So I played Rebel Graffiti in round one. I played it again in round two, and that's when he realized, like, what was happening. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah, I'm assuming you have to pick that up right away. Yeah. So then he, we kind of talked about it, and I was like, you know what? This is what I'm doing, and I don't want to make this a negative play experience for you, but at the same time, like, if I walk out, you're focused up. You're just going to annihilate me. Han and all the Rangers are focused at that's, this point. Yeah, that's gross. There's no, there's no point for me to walk out. So we kind of have to commit, and at this point, uh, he sends Hera out as kind of like an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, we shoot her in the face. <laughs> uh, Hera's dead. <laughs> Let's go talk to guys over there. Yeah. Mm. He also had uh, Loku in this list, mm. which was super sassy. I like that. Uh, he died too. Aw. Uh, oh, Loku. So at this point, I've killed Loku. I've killed Hera. I've gotten the Rebel Graffiti off a couple times. I got a sizable lead. He kills Chopper and Hera. He turns in a droid, and then going into the last round that we play, I kill a ranger, a ranger, a ranger, I turn in a droid, I kill Gideon, and I kill the smuggler. Ouch. It's not looking good. No. So all he has left on the board, I think, is Han and R2 and 3PO. Okay. And at this point, I think I actually climbed over 40 with the last droid turn in. Oh, nice. So it ended up being, yeah, 40, 41. Okay. Uh, 41 to 19. I think that if I don't draw the um, the Rebel Graffiti off the bat, it's a very different game. Yeah. It might force you to go out there. Yeah. Figure I think, out how to beat it. I think he realized quickly that like I wasn't going to let him turn in droids, and he wasn't going to let me turn in droids. Mm. If, but I was going to sit there and continue to Rebel Graffiti basically until time was called. Sure. And I'm sure he could have got, got a pot shot off, but I think... I would have been able to Spectre Cell, kill whatever came in to to shoot me, essentially. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that's the way the game went. Tristan was a champ through it, despite the fact that he kept trying to send ambassadors out and, you know. Just trying to talk. Just trying to talk. talk, Just just, And I was just having none of it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a a good match. His Rangers, honestly, the die roll kind of failed him, too. Ah. Like, you were really hoping, I think, for that 
that max damage roll, and he just never got it. Oh, that's rough. Uh, he just, yeah, he, he never pulled it off. Because with the rerolls, you assume you're going to start doing well. Correct. I mean, the only the only characters he actually killed were Chopper and Hera, which are my two support characters. Mm. So, rough, rough, rough go. Ooh, yeah, side note on the rerolls. I, I, I guess it was like flashbacks to my uh, HK days, where one of the reasons why I stopped playing HKs is I would reroll the blues into the exact same result. Yeah. And so all day... I was re-rolling all of my dice into the previous results. <laughs> and I'm like, this this is just too familiar. I don't like this. You get, you get the uh, surge on the yellow with Vader, I'm going to re-roll that into a surge. <laughs> yeah. You get the one red on the Vader, I'm going to re-roll that into a one red. It's good. It's good, guys. I like this. You got to switch die. Uh, one last note. So I don't remember the exact breakdown between round three and four, but my current dodge rate is mm. 11 to zero. Oh, jeez. Going into top four. <laughs> So, uh, we're not looking good. <laughs> it's only going to get worse here. It's only going to get worse. Uh, I don't know what the odds are on that, but it's pretty stupid. <laughs> uh, well, I was lucky enough to play my other red-headed brother from the day, Mike. Sure. Uh, he brought a fun Vader riot uh, trooper list. Vader, two riots, and I think filled out with officers. Mm-hmm. And Palp. And Palp, okay. Um, and since it was on you screw, I got an initiative, so I took the defensive side just because I wanted my ATDP. I didn't want him to have the defensive side, so I just moved my ATDP up to the middle and squished it on the defensive part sure. and covered the middle door. That was kind of my thought on that map was push the ATDP up to the middle. Unless something advantageous kicks up, open the middle door, and ATDP's got coverage in that whole middle area. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was my general thought. Um, I moved Vader, obviously, coming up and around. Uh, the riots went with him. And his uh, Vader came towards the middle area, but his Palpatine went up top. And so coming into the round, he basically, um, I think he was going for like activation economy over me because he started popping off my officers mm-hmm. with like Palpatine and just getting like chokes on him and attacking him with his riots. And so he had four points on me, but then I started taking out his riots. So we were basically like throwing out people, but not our Vader's hadn't met yet. <laughs> hadn't met hadn't, hadn't met shook yet. hands yeah we hadn't shook hands yet so like I got two of his riots off he got two of my officers off he brought back a riot I killed another riot and then our Vader's met uh chaos ensued uh for your fun stuff ensued um <laughs> his Vader did the better dice roll sure. matchup so his Vader was slashing my Vader more so he was like he was doing more damage to me I was doing some damage to him uh he got a wombo combo off I got a wombo combo off we, we were trading just Vader shots, but his dice were a little hotter than mine. Okay. But luckily for me, I had Dying Lunge in my hand. Oh, goodness. So he came in and did, like, just enough damage to kill Vader. He's like, brah, Vader's dead. And my Vader was like, I'm a Dying Lunge. And I did the exact amount of damage necessary to oh, take his Vader off the board. Oh, my goodness. So what could have, like, because, you know, right there I kind of had the advantage. Yeah. Our Vaders were swinging. If he got my Vader off the board without me taking his Vader off the board, it's a whole other game. Sure. Because I think I did like eight damage, to seven or eight damage to get his Vader off the board. Damn. And so the fact that I had Dying Lunge and was able to get his Vader off the board basically negated, uh, you know, us getting each other's yeah. Vaders off the board. And so I had a Riot, and I am sorry, I had the ATDP and uh, my Riot Troopers, and he had Palpatine and his officers. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it was 28 to 17, even though the score is still kind of close, just the amount of material I had on the board was enough to be like, okay, yeah, I think you got it. Because, I mean, I mean, it's an ATDP that's pretty yeah. fresh. And so I think, yeah, it makes sense. I pulled it up. So. <laughs> Yay! It's, it sounds like, yeah, you have, you have the momentum almost from the get-go. Well, thanks, Daniel, for creating that Dying Lunch card. We really appreciate you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it worked <laughs> out really well for Vader. <laughs> uh, so this brings us to the top four cut. 
Yes. So it uh, turns out that three and one was good enough. So I'm three and one. You're four now. So yeah, you're top you, seat. you were third, right? I or think I was second? third. Yeah. Third. Yeah. You're second or third. Second or third because we didn't play each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what mattered. Spoiler. So we go to uh, U Screw B. Which, oh, jeez, really? So top four matches, U Screw B. Um, I get to play your previous opponent, uh, Andrew Gutierrez. Mm. So Battle of the Andrews. Very nice. So this whole day... I'm, the right to keep the name. Yeah, so this whole day I'm battling for my name and for the right to play Spectre <laughs> Team. Because I had to go through the yeah the gauntlet for all of it. You? So Andrew brought uh, the Hunters, the Black Market. Um, it's the, I want to say the world's list, because it has the Greedo and the Jawa. Yes. And it has like eight activations or nine activations. Yeah. Something like that. It has R2-D2 for Scum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has Greedo, only one set of weak ways, IG. Yes. Uh, standard Gideon 3PO. Gideon 3PO, Black Market. Yep. Yep. They didn't have Devious Scheme, but I think that's probably on purpose. Yeah, I think so. As much as I like Devious Scheme. Yeah, Devious Scheme is legit. So, we go into, into this, and I think that this is... The better U screw map for me, but mm. the better matchup for him because hundreds on that map. Mm-hmm. Control of the doors, mm. um, being able to focus and do what you want. Wait until you have blaze of glory. It it all it's all kind of there. Yeah, I really want to be able to get in your face as fast as possible and just overwhelm you with like raw attacks. Didn't happen. Round one, we both just scored our standard two points for that one that's like to the right of your deployment zone. Yep. The little freebie points. Yeah, the little freebie points. Um, he's on the good side, I'm on the bad side, or he has the defensive side, I have the non-defensive side. Round two, I score four points. He scores another two points. So we are going into this, I mean, pretty evenly matched up. At this point, I have pushed my guys up to his uh, center door. Mm-hmm. Both of my doors are open. So both of his doors are closed. Interesting. So I opened up one of my doors in the hopes that he would essentially do exactly what he did, which was open up one of my doors, because I wanted to get to his door with all of my attackers and just have them at the door ready to go for the next round. Sure. So that's kind of what happened. And so it worked out. Madison wants to contribute. What you doing? Shouldn't have opened those doors? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying he shouldn't open the door? Fair enough. I mean, he doesn't really have control. It's an end of round activation. So he's kind of happy. the game. Yeah, new to the game. So going into round three, this is where the magic happened. Oh, yes. He has a focus-hidden set of weak ways. Greedo is focused. He ends up killing Kanan with Celebration and gets a, what is that, 14 points? Or, I'm sorry, 12 points for that. But the play of the game was essentially, I brought Ezra up, like, into the lion's den. He has a focus, two sets of focus-hidden weak way over there. Ooh. Right before Kanan dies, though, he takes a shot at Ezra, eye on the lamp, and I get yes. right next to his pirates. I have Pummel. Oh, yes. I destroy a focus head and weak way before he gets the shot off. Ouch. Yeah. Then I go and kill the Jawa uh, that's just kind of standing over there. I kill Gideon while I'm over there as well, because why not? Mm-hmm. He uh, turns around and kills Sabine. So we're, we're trading a lot of material, but we knew it was going to come down to this. Like, I have to get IG off the board. Mm-hmm. He gets a Blaze of Glory off, doesn't do enough damage. Oh. I would say just with the Blaze of Glory, like, you're looking for things to die. Yes, like, you need to be getting stuff off yeah, the board. Yeah, things need to die. Like, the fact that I still had Ezra and Zeb on the board, like, two really big attackers, mm-hmm. and I'm still able to really Spectre uh, Cell, like, really effectively, I think like really hurt him in that yeah. sense. So this goes into the, the next round. Um, 
I end up uh, killing IG, and I think I'm at 36 points, and he's at 25, and he concedes from that point. Because there's really no... After you use Blaze, and if yeah. you're not, yeah. you got to have the lead. And again, like you said, it's all about momentum with Hunters, and he yeah. just didn't have it. So, uh, top four match, I win. Uh, so I'm on to the finals. Um, waiting for you, and... I get to play Grant and Inspector the first time. Uh, so yes, uh, th- this match reminded me of all of the things I ever feel about Imperial Assault. Sure. It, it was like the nostalgia game of everything. Yes. Yeah. It had the map that went against me. Yeah, of course. He has the Spectre list, and I have a list that needs to get in your face. Yes. Um, I have. Uh, I play an opponent who's got his list down pat. I had been playing four games. This is my fifth game of the day, and I haven't done that in, like, what, six months? Yeah. So oh. my mental fatigue was sitting in. I got to get off my Wombo combo. <laughs> I got X-Men. It, it had like it, it was the most fun and the most frustrating and you know the, the everything you could feel in about 65 Imperial minutes. Salt in 65 <laughs> minutes I got to feel in this game. Nice. So he had the uh, defensive side. Sure. He brought everybody but Zeb and Chopper around the open side and he took Zeb and Chopper over to his terminal. Okay. I did my standard stuff. I brought my riots over to the right, my jets went for objectives, and I brought the ATDP right up the middle. Sure. And so my initial plan was to open my ATDP door and cover the middle. But I took my Vader up towards the middle area to get, I think I got one of the two in the middle. You mm-hmm. know, you move Vader and then you, I, I didn't move him, I usually move ATDP with my officers. So Vader only had enough room, I think, to get the objective on, sorry, it was on the right side. So Vader's on the right side getting the objective or in that area, mm-hmm. and he brings up Zeb as his lacked activation towards that door. And so, you know, the only thing I really know about Spectre was kill Zeb really quick. Yeah. And then Kanan, because, you know, Black Dice, sure. they're the, you know, the engine behind a lot of the mechanics. Yeah. And so I had uh, my Wombo Combo in my hand, and Vader was within, you know, spaces of him. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to open your door. And so instead of opening the middle door, I opened up his door, and I think he opened up my door on the terminal sides. So we both opened up each other's terminal doors. Sure. So what I do is out the gate, I just use Price of Glory to get two spaces up to Zeb. I chop him, I choke him, I dark energy him, I party blow him. Bye-bye, Zeb. Zeb's off the board. Zeb's off the board. So that's like, the game starts off, awesome wombo combo with yeah. Vader. Round, start of round two, I get Zeb off the board. I'm like, wow, okay, that's a good start. Yeah, let's let's see if we can keep this going. Yeah, and then in the first round, we each get our four points from objectives. Mm-hmm. I misplace a riot. I send him out a little too far to good, like a, get greedy with an objective. He zaps that guy off the board real sure. quick. So, you know, we're 12-7 around there, and the game kind of dances around each other. I get his hair off the board. He He's really good with his um, uh, Sabine. Yeah. Like, he, he kind of danced around the corner of the door area. He uses her mobile ability yes. really well. She like popped around, threw some grenades, popped back around, came around the middle after the door opened, threw grenades. So he's doing like damage in all these kinds of cool ways and then yeah. uses her ability to heal. Because I think at one time I had to attack her because she was the only option, but then sure. he heals too. He's got like Kanan and Ezra just kind of hiding there, ready to jump in when he has mm-hmm. the cards. I decided early on I'm not even going to bother with Ezra. He could have on the lamb. I'm not even going to worry about it. Yep. not even going to waste an attack on it. And so... The, the biggest, I think, mistake that I made that game, and it's just, you know, like, just that lack of experience playing against the list, is he used Kanan to uh, um, come in and try and finish off my ATDP. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who are you going to activate next? And I'm like, okay, well, my ATDP is going to die, so I better choose somebody else who can do something next round. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my riot. Kanan comes in, doesn't kill the ATDP. 
But now you can't go with the ATP. Now I can't go with the ATP. So I'm thinking like in my head, I'm like, crap. So one of those things you're just thinking, okay, you know, you play the list more, you realize if it's going to die, you pick it. Yeah. Because then you can then choose something else. Any unit else. I was like, okay, that's a mental mistake. Got it. He was really patient with me because uh, at one point I came in and I was like, I'm going to kill Sabine. And he's like, I'm going to re-roll this white dice with uh, Kanan, X-Men, which turned into, I think it's like a... Two and one. Two I forget what it does when yeah, you yeah. use Kanan's ability. Yeah. It's enough to keep her alive. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool. A little bit later in the game, kill Kanan because I, I Vader's coming. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna come kill Kanan. I like, I have enough to just murder the guy. Yeah. He's like, ooh, I got stealth tactics. Boom, X Men. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so this is where the this game can be extra frustrating. Kicks. In. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I've got everything. I've got the highs of one shotting Zeb. I've got the you know lows of the map. I've got the the mental mistakes of not knowing how Spectralist works. I've got two freaking X <laughs> I'm tired. I'm full. I had the hat earlier. <laughs> Everything's working against. So much pastrami. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just like, oh, this game, this game is making me feel things. <laughs> I forgot I had these places. And so yeah, at some point, you know, he got an officer off the board, he got a riot off the board. It's like, and it's like going into that last round. I like, I'm up by one point Correct. or two points, and Vader's just there. Oh, this is before he gets Vader. So yeah. like, it's 21 to yeah, like 31 or something like something. that. Something. And like, I miss Kane, and he's got his X Men, and so it's basically like, well, Vader has to somehow survive a Kanan attack, an Ezra attack. A uh, Sabine, Sabine attack, attack and, and a Spectre attack. attack. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there were some things where maybe I could have pitched or done this and zillowed or that, but yeah. at that point, my brain was fried. You're like, I can't do math. Vader died. <laughs> uh, I will say, too, like watching the end of your match, your match almost came to time. Yes. And that, 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 that was another, that, that I think was the peace de resistance of the game, <laughs> where I'm up by two. And I realized that we're about to go to the next round, and there was less than two minutes in the game. Yeah. And it's like, mwah. Yeah. You know, everything that happened, I also lose by there but a minute and a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and you, and this this whole podcast has essentially been dedicated uh, to people not slow playing. We bring it up so many times, like in our podcast. Mm. So we can't be the perpetrators of that. Nope. But it was just interesting, because I, I did think that with the amount of activations you guys had, you guys had a... Um, you had a seven-minute call. You had Jets, you had an officer, and you had Vader. And then he had his four activations and uh, Spectre Cell. Yes. I honestly thought didn't think you guys would get through it. I mean, there, there was times I thought you should have maybe, like, and as we said, this is mental fatigue. Like, if you just stopped to do the calculating that I think was very reasonable to calculate, yeah. you guys never would have come close to time. Sure. Because there was just way too many activations there were meaningful activations with end of round being in there mm-hmm. that you guys should have got there. And I was like, holy it's shit, bananas. like what is happening? But and then, uh, I will and, say he was very patient with me. Yeah. Uh, I was getting like, by the end of that game, I think I was starting to get a little flustered at myself. Yeah. Not him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and I hope he took it that way. Cause you know, at some point you're just like, oh man, I, I do not play this game enough to play at this level right now. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And so at one point, like I, I think I looked at my cards and it was when I saw the time left and I was like, oh, if it just game just took two minutes longer, I could have yeah, oh crap, like throwing cards out on the table. I'm like, ah, yeah. harumph, harumph, I say. <laughs> so Grant is uh, two and zero at getting people to throw their cards on the table and walk yes. away. So I think he wins an extra award for that <laughs> yeah, one, right? <laughs> uh, so so this, I, yeah, I will say like, and he pulled it because then the next round started around four. He just came and killed the jet. Yeah, he just gets those three points. I have like a jet and a riot left. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm not gonna do squat. So he wins. I mean, well played. That yeah. it was. 
like for my first Spectre game, I'm glad that I got to see somebody who knew how to play the list. Yeah. Because it was fun to see that in action. Yeah. Because he, he, you, you have to position them well and you have to time which activation goes where. Yeah. When do you pull off Spectre Cell? Yeah. It seems like that that's a list that I'm not going to ever want to play because there's it, there's a lot to remember and a lot to take into account. Everyone does something different and very specific too. Yeah, yeah. and where I'm just like, can I throw all my units in you and can I roll all my dice? It's like the epitome of what Rebels was always intended to be in this yes. game. Yeah. Everyone does something different, but cohesively the sum is greater than its parts. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, all the figures are, like, super buffed up. Yep. The Spectre's out giving them the plus one, it, plus It's one. what the Rebel Box should be. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Kenny. Uh, Spectre, <laughs> I mean, I think he plays Spectre now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's like somebody saw what the Rebel Box could be and was yeah. like, let's actually make a list that is that. Yeah. It, it's kind of what I always wanted, like, when I was playing, like, the Wonder Twins back in the day for mm-hmm. it to be. You just play all the named figures, and they all just, again, they come together to be more than mm-hmm. what they are individually. Which is what the Rebels are. That's what they are. Uh, so this brings us to the finals. Ooh, this this was probably my favorite match. This is an intense match. Uh, it's me and Grant rematch. Ron Tarkin. I will say Grant handled me handedly earlier in the day. I think we were all maxed out. We were done. Oh yeah, uh, we were done. I think for the everybody day. was done. Everyone was done for the day. I went ahead and asked Grant uh, what he wanted to do because I really didn't want to play the match out. There's the prizes in the box, but what are we really doing with a plastic, you know, square? pretty heavy I we mean, just yeah exactly it put it on some paper yeah <laughs> weigh it down i suppose it down. a paperweight so we decided to roll off for it like mm. bosses nice i thought it was a little ridiculous that we picked blue dice i thought we sh- in retrospect we should have just picked we should have picked red dice but in more retrospect what we should have done is like roll all the dice we've always wanted to do this roll all the dice that you brought most damage wins yes i had way more dice <laughs> <laughs> So he wins the roll-off, so uh, I went ahead and shake hands with him. He takes first, I take second. Nice. I will say, though, again, Grant's a great player. If we played that match, I told you this part, we were, in Imperial Assault, you can uh, say that we used the same dice pool. We were using his dice. Oh, sweet Christmas. His white dice were amazing. Now, for all you dice hunters out there, we need to point out that these were stock dice. Stock dice. This was the stock white die. Which I think is the easiest one to bake, is it not? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Uh, Shots fired. But yeah, so congrats to Grant. Well played, Grant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see too many of his games, maybe, uh, uh, but he played really well against me. He played really well against you, so... Guy's got a specter list down. He, yeah, he uh, definitely, he definitely knows what to do. Um, anyway, so that was the uh, the match. Congrats to Grant again. This is this is probably our last podcast. Might be it. So that's why we're having Kenny host. <laughs> yeah. Course. Thank you again. Thanks again, Kenny. We should throw out there if you guys don't. I mean, it is his podcast, but he has a Slack channel. <laughs> they also play on Vassal. Uh, I, some if you somehow don't know about it, <laughs> we recommend you do that. Uh, they're what two hundred and twelve episodes in, or five hundred and twelve episodes in. I don't. It, he mentioned this every time. He, we he should have a quad weekly podcast. Yeah, a quad weekly podcast. Uh, you should know all this information before, but if not, reach out to Kenny or get on Kenny Slack or or Discord or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Oh, and support him on Patreon if you don't already. And do support him well. on Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Thoughts on coming back to Imperial Salt after like a six month? Well, since Worlds. It, it was great and it wasn't. Like you said, the game uh, the game is so great. I love to play this game. It, it was my first ever competitive board game play thing. Mm-hmm. I played a little Magic back in the day, but hadn't really played anything since then. So much fun, but also like bittersweet because yeah. like this is it. Yeah. Uh, if we're the ones breaking this to you, I apologize, but there's no nationals posted. Worlds got moved to Adepticon. You know, we haven't had any content released in 
a year plus. You guys can go play Java's Realm on the app with the campaign mode. Ooh. That is the latest release we've had. Fancy. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was so much fun, but also like, oh, this is it, right? Like, this is essentially our worlds and yeah. our last worlds. It was a good hurrah. Uh, good hurrah. Uh, what about for you? Yeah, pretty much the same. Like, th- this day reminded me everything I felt about this game. Yeah. The fun parts of this game. This game is amazingly fun to play. The frustrating parts about this game. <laughs> yep. There's so much we need to fix about this yep. game. And then, as you said, it's just a reminder that this might be the last time we competitively play this game. Sans a few, you know, store tournaments from sure. time to time. And so, you know, bittersweet ending. Uh, lots of fun to play it again. Glad I got to play Vader. Yep. That dude wrecks face. And got to play some great players. Yep. And, you know, sad we missed... Kenny and all the uh, Utah crowd and, and some of the Seattle crowds. Mm-hmm. But we'll see you for other games, I'm assuming. Hopefully. It was it was fun to get on the horse one more time. What do you think of the dice? The dice, the regional dice. Oh, yeah, the regional dice. Interesting. I like the summery West Coast pastel. Yeah. Pastel feel of right? them. Yeah. I, I the, the red is not red. It's orange. It's orange. I will say that. But the blue is like fine. a teal. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Very pastel. It was, it's a blue I would wear. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't feeling the color of the dice. But I thought the quality of the dice. Yeah, no and bubbles. No bubbles. Jorgen saw that before anybody yeah, else did. Just figured it out right away. Like, no bubbles. They finally figured it out. So, um, yeah, great day to play. Mm-hmm. Um, any final comments on the game, the day, anything else? 12 hours is a long time to spend doing something. Yeah. I, I know that mental fatigue, man. Yep. Like, even if I played poorly or played well, five games over 12 hours and a giant pastrami sandwich yeah. is exhausting. The game takes a while, and it takes a lot out of you. But, I mean, the, the real positive of the day is this is one of the most fun communities I've played. Oh, yeah. I, I came from X-Wing, and th- since there's so the many The most people, toxic community? Yeah, <laughs> since there's so many people that play that game, you get the gauntlet. Yeah. The community can feel less than inviting. Yes. I have felt nothing but a good community has come out of this game. Like, the, the people you play with, whether they've played forever... Whether they've just played for their first game, whether they're good, whether they're okay. Yeah. They are fun and great people to play with. And so the fact that we've been able to play this game for this long, I think it's just, it's a, we're, we're lucky that this game wasn't killed sooner. Sure. Uh, or, or the fact that we have such an active community and we can thank certain people. We can thank the fact that we all love this game. But at the end of the day, the people I've played with over the course of the years have been amazing people and it's been really fun. So if I've ever played you, it's been awesome. Yay. Yay. I mean, I share your exact sentiments. The community has been fantastic. I mean, every community has a couple bad apples, but I'd say we really lucked out and only really, truly had a couple. It was a very minimal minimal. amount, if anything. We cheer for people like doing something really cool or exciting. Outside of the dodge, I'd say when someone does something really extremely to their benefit or just off kilter, but it works out for them, we're all like, wow, that is amazing. Good for you. Like... We clap more for our opponent doing something great than I think in almost any other game. Uh, yeah. The dodge we just have a unique relationship with. Yeah. It's, that's what this game's all about, those moments. And, and yeah, even if it goes against you, you can secretly curse the dodge or outwardly curse the dodge. But yeah. you still feel excited for the guy who got it. Yeah. Because that's what you're going for, and that's that swinging moment that yep. just saves the day. Especially because Kanan, you know? Yeah. We love Kanan. You know, yeah. rest in peace, buddy. Too oh, soon. Spoilers. <laughs> You don't know yet. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you you said it perfectly. Compliments all the way around. But yeah, so uh, thank you everyone who have maybe subscribed to FAO or has listened to our podcast before. Uh, please continue to support Kenny. So thank you everyone uh, who has subscribed or listened to us in the past. We really appreciate it. 
Um, we wish you guys all the best of luck, especially for those of you going to Adepticon. If there's any other regionals going out, make sure that you reach out to Kenny to um, hopefully give your report of players there, or if you're able to give a recap, I'm sure he'd love to have you on. And yeah, just generally, thank you. Thank you for playing the game. Thank you for being a part of this. And uh, hopefully we see you across the table on some other game. And then FAO could come back. You oh, never you never know. You never know. 30 years from now, <laughs> FAO awakens. <laughs> Have you felt it? <laughs> the awakening. <laughs> that's, our, that's our opening line if it happens. Uh, anyways, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon. See you.